one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. All right, everyone, this is Red Sox Pete, of course. Welcome into the program here on CLNS Radio. I'm alongside Jess Thomas, Lauren Campbell, of course. I am Jared Scally. This episode of Red Sox Beat is brought to you by Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and enter promo code Celtics at checkout. Uh, what's going on, guys? It's back for another week. Yep. I'm excited that poor Solo didn't suck. Kind of. We'll talk about that. <laughs> no, he, he was good. I'm putting an asterisk next to that start. Mm-hmm. Um, lot, not much to talk about coming up into this week. Do have some headlines, though. Uh, I do want to talk about Clay Buckholz again, because I love to talk about Clay Buckholz. Justin, Lauren both know that. Uh, David Ortiz didn't play the last game of the Yankees series. That'll come up in Jess's recap. Um, but before we get any of that, Jess... Um, would you like to re- mention the reached I am so re- results? I am so ready for the reached results. Please do it. All right. Well, my f- second question to go, so like not the last question, but the one before, was will Ryan Handy and Cashy make the difference for Rick Porcello? And that was before his start on Wednesday. And I got seven responses. Five said no, and two said yes. The two said yes were me and Lauren. And, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe we were right because he pitched better. That's all I have to say for that. Don't believe it. Well, that's your problem. And yeah. the other question... Yeah, this team, is my, this team is my problem. Yeah, no kidding. My other question was, after the All-Star ballots were out, Brock Holt made the All-Star team. Xander Bogars did not. So my question was, did Brock Holt deserve to be an All-Star? Got five responses, so people will get your responses in, because I like more than five. But with my small sample size, we had three no's and two yeses. Um... I was the only yes between us. You guys both said no, which is sad yeah. because Brock's the man. Yeah, but he's not Sander Bogart. He's not, and I wish he didn't get it over him, but if we have to have a player, I'm cool with it being Brock because he is the man. But he's not Sander. I don't care. You should. So those are your results from Reach. <laughs> Sports fans, want to engage with your favorite CLNS personalities? Download the Reached app today for both iPhone and Android. Are you a fan of the Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins, or Patriots? Make your voice heard. Join your favorite show and our host will ask the questions. Maybe your answer will get heard on air, just like they did right that second. Download the Reached app today at www.reachedapp.com backslash CLNS. And if you, already if you don't know, it's R-E-A-C-H-T. And if you already have the Reached app, please make sure you respond to my fantastic questions because I want to have some material to work with on these shows. So please and thank you. There you go. Jess is begging. Hands and knees. Wanting your attention. <sighs> All right. Well, we have a big show to live up to because we had Phil Perry on last week from Comcast Sportsnet, and it was a great show. Uh, we're going to get going here. We're going to start with MLB headlines. Only got a few because there's not much coming up uh, this week because of due to, of course, the All-Star game. But uh, first, Jason Grilly was placed on this 60-day DL by the Atlanta Braves with a torn Achilles and is out for the rest of the season. The All-Star break is here, of course, and the starters were named for the, uh, the pitching. And it was will be Zach Greinke and Dallas Keuchel starting the game on the hill for the American League and the National League. And finally, the Cardinals finished the unofficial first half of the season with the best record in the league at 56-33. and The Royals claimed the top spot in the AL with 52 wins, which is big considering they didn't start off too hot, but they're staying strong, and they are the top of the AL going into the break. Those are your MLB headlines. You three, discuss. That was only two of us, but we'll discuss. <laughs> Talking about myself, whatever. <laughs> Third person. Um, Jason Grilly, that's a big deal for the Braves because they're fighting for a playoff spot, and he's a good closer, and now they're going to have to survive without him. So that's a, a tough break. You never want to see those Achilles torn because I can imagine that would be really painful. It's got to hurt. Yeah, I can't imagine that felt too good. And he's 38 or 39, so that's going to be a tough injury to come back from. Oh, I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. Yeah, he's not He's not young. Oh, yeah, he's 38. Wow. You know what I saw earlier, speaking of the Braves, real quick? Johnny Gomes is apparently on the trading block. It's going really? to be can we go get him? <laughs> His sound bites are great. I missed me some hacksaw, Johnny Gomes. I love that guy. He'd probably make the team better. Probably. Locker room guy. He'd fix the season. Alt- yeah, just put him in left field, take Hanley out, 
Done. You all heard it here first. I want Johnny Gomes back. <laughs> I want Johnny Gomes. That's the big move coming up in a couple weeks. <laughs> That'd be Johnny so Gomes. funny. I'd be so mad. Uh, the All-Star break, yeah, it is definitely here. And uh, Keuchel for the American League. He's on the Houston Astros. Not Kukul. Not, not, not Kukul. Or Kuchel. Keuchel. Even though it's Keuchel. spelled K-E-U-C-H-E-L. Regardless, he's a really good pitcher. He has an incredible ERA, and he's led the Houston Astros all year. So I'm glad he's getting some credit because – a lot of people probably don't know who he is. He's a big reason why that team's winning. Yeah, he's their ace. So, and he's starting the All Star game. So it's his first All Star appearance and his first start. So that's great for him. And then Ooh. Zach Grinke for the National League and the Dodgers. He's having an insane year. He's gone 35 <laughs> consecutive innings of scoreless baseball. Five straight starts that get him up a run. So I think that's kind of a no brainer because he clearly has been the best pitcher at least in the last month and a half, and maybe even the whole year. And he's, yep. he's got an ERA under two, so this is definitely going to be a good matchup, I think. If only we could see that matchup for, like, seven innings, not one or two. <laughs> I know, it's going to be two innings, like, oh, they're done. And... What a matchup. Yeah. Oh, he pitched one inning, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, and then, yeah, records. The uh, Cardinals had another great first half, another another good year so far amidst their hacking scandal, but, I mean, who knows about that. Regardless, they play good baseball, and... They didn't finish too hot, though, considering the Pirates got no. back-to-back walk-off, walk-offs in their last two games. Trevor Rosenthal completely stunk up the joint last night. I was actually watching it. God, that was bad. He was so bad. John Lackey's pitching well, though. Yeah, I mean, their team's doing really well, despite despite the uh, struggles at the end. So that's them, but the, the Pirates are only two and a half behind them. And the Royals, yep, 52 wins. They've... Uh, they overtook the Houston Astros a little bit ago, and now the Angels are actually better than the Astros because they've lost six in a row. So the Astros went from the best team to now the third best team, maybe even fourth. But the Royals are the best, and so I guess the World Series was not a uh, a fluke. Nope, and I guess you no, know, that's why they had eight, almost eight players on the uh, on the All Star team. But the Cardinals. Um, no, those stupid fans are why. Oh well, yeah, that is stuff in that ballot. Stuff in that ballot box. <laughs> like, oh, we're good this year. Let's let's do this. That's why Xander's not in. Yeah, Damn. stupid. And then the Cardinals, they've they've dealt with a lot of injuries, so I think after the All Star break, they're just gonna cruise. They'll be fine. Oh, they'll be great. They're gonna, they're probably gonna go to the World Series. They're gonna, them, or them are the them are the Nationals. Yeah, I'm. They're gonna get like 103 wins. Oof, yep. Oof. One well, note, actually, I, I just wanted to correct myself, there's actually four teams better than the Astros now, so they're really free-falling. Wow, what happened to them? I mean, they have 49 wins, but they've, they've I think they'll be off. okay. Yeah. Aren't they the team that claimed that uh, the whole, they were hacked by the Cardinals? Yes. Yeah. They were the hackies, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and now they suck. Yep. Wonder. Maybe they should get hacked more often. <laughs> you know who I think is one of the biggest disappointments this year? You. Oh. <laughs> Not even missing a beat. Wow. That was quick. Kidding. Yeah. Love you, Jess. Oh, thanks. You set me up for it. Sorry. I know you did. but I'm too nice to be mean to Lauren, so you're, you're my target. <laughs> well, you have more experience making fun of me, so it's all good. Anyway. Because I've actually met you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That makes a difference. But what I was going to say was one of the biggest disappointments, not one of, I say the biggest disappointments, the Detroit Tigers. They're 44 and 44 right now. Everyone expected them to be incredible, and they have not lived up to their billing one bit. Yeah, they're really bad. They expected the Red Sox to be incredible, too, though. Well, yeah, we've exhausted that. <laughs> we've exhausted that topic, but we haven't talked about Detroit really, and they actually are not good, and that's surprising. So, thought I'd mention it. I mean, Miguel Cabrera being out doesn't help either. No. They were bad when he was playing too. I know that's true. Yeah. He's, his average is like three fifty four. Three fifty right yeah. now. The guy's incredible. Crazy. All right. Well, those are your MLB headlines. This is brought to you by Lynda.com. Over 4,500 different courses. CLNS Radio and Linda are partnering up to give you a free 10-day trial of their service. So go to www.lynda.com backslash CLNS, Linda with a Y, and uh, claim your free 10-day trial. <sighs> okay. Let's move on here. Um, I'll, let's just go to uh, right to Jess's recap. We had an iffy week. Could have been a lot better. We were hoping it'd be better because it would have put us a lot closer to being first place. Um, so Jess, take it away. All right, so the Red Sox went 3-2 and two on the week. Um, Lauren got the record correct, not the exact series of how the games went, but she got the record right. Uh, Jared and I were one game off. We both said 4-1, and one, and it was 3-2. and two. I did get the Marlins series right, but I did not get the Yankees series right. So that's how we did. All 
fairly well, considering. Uh, So let's get into what happened. Uh, The week started on Tuesday with the Miami Marlins, and this game was questionable for most of it, and it turned out to have a nice ending. So it was a low-scoring game, Wade Miley against Dan Heron. Each guy held their own, and uh, the Red Sox were up 1-0 after a Ryan Handing and RBI single. Then Miami got a run back in the third. Then they got two back in the seventh, took a 3-1 to lead. So it wasn't looking very good. But what teams have done to the Red Sox all year, the Red Sox did back to the Marlins. And in the next half inning, Xander Bogarts hit a three-RBI single off Carter Caps, the, the illegal man. We can talk about him if we want. But he gave up a big hit to Bogarts. Bogarts hit it to right field, right past the infielders, and three runs scored. And that was all she wrote. Bullpen shut down the rest of the game. Tazawa and Yuihara, like always. And the Red Sox started off the series with a 4-3 win, which was great to see. So they continued it on Wednesday. And another similar game, not a huge offensive game, but the final score was good. It was a Rick Porcello game. It was his big start on on, uh, Wednesday with Ryan Hannigan to see how he'd pitch. And he was pretty good. Six innings, eight hits, two runs, one walk, four Ks. Eight hits doesn't seem too good, but they were all singles, and he only gave up two runs. The big play in that was the bases loaded, and they hit a ball back to Porcello. He fielded it on a nice play and threw it to first, got out of any further damage, and was good the rest of the game. I believe he retired the last eight guys. So an encouraging start for Porcello. He did, he, his team did get him out to an early lead. The Red Sox got four runs in the third inning, um, the big one being a two-run homer by David Ortiz to make it 4 nothing. And as Porcello does, he gave up the, the two runs he gave up in the next half inning, unfortunately, but managed to get out of it. So it was 4-2 at that point. Red Sox got up 5-2 and then got uh, two more runs. Sorry, one more run in the seventh inning to make it 6-2. Miami scored in the eighth, and it was 6-3, but that was it. Yuihara uh, got the save again. He was very good once again. And the Red Sox swept the Marlins in a short two-game series, 4-3 and a 6-3 score. So they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Going into the Yankee series, they held a uh, 41-45 and 45 record, climbing back in. Against the Yankees, if they swept them, they could have got back to two and a half games. They were five and a half down to start the, start the series. And the first game did not go as planned. Alex Rodriguez hit a home run in the first inning off Clay Buckholtz. What a boob. Yeah, he really ruined this weekend. Erod hitting all these first inning home runs. So that was the first blast off Buckholtz, and that would be the only earned run that he gave up. But the pitching matchup wasn't what everyone wanted it to be with Buckholtz and Pineda because Buckholtz came out of the game after three and a third with right elbow tightness. He is going to avoid Tommy John surgery most likely because it's not a ligament problem. But his absence didn't help the team in this game. They had to stretch out the bullpen. And fortunately, Robbie Ross pitched a really good game, three and two-thirds innings in relief of Buckles. He did give up two inherited runners to score, three inherited runners to score, and it was a huge disaster mixed in with a ton of errors, terrible defense. That was just that inning, the fourth inning of that game, just kind of slipped away from the team, got down four to nothing, and Mookie Betts' home run was the only thing that the Red Sox could get off Pineda, and the uh, score ended up being 5-1, to one, with Buckholz getting lost and going to the DL. So Oh, Buckholz. That was a bummer of a game. and Same old Buckholz. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will. Don't worry. Don't worry. Lauren and I have some strong words for that Yeah, we're going to get guy. to that. But, so that was that game, first loss of the week, and a tough loss because that would have been a good game to win. And it wasn't that bad of a game because it was just that one inning with all this horrendous defense and the injury. Just take out that fourth inning. Everything would be okay, but unfortunately you can't do that. So we headed into Saturday, and the pitching matchup was Ivan Nova and Eduardo Rodriguez, and Rodriguez held his own. Gave up two runs in six and a third innings. Pitched a good game, and the Red Sox held a lead for most of the game. Once they got the lead in the fourth inning on a Hanley Ramirez two-run homer into the bullpen, that made it 3-1 to one Red Sox. Jacoby Ellsbury made it 3-2 with a home run in the sixth, but the Red Sox came back with two more in the seventh, off a Mookie Betts RBI triple and a Xander Bogarts infield single RBI. 
Uh, the Yankees got one back in the eighth, and that was all they'd get. The final score was 5-3. to three. Another save for Koji Uehara, his 22nd of the year. And High five, City! That was a good win. It was a really good win. Some good hitting. Uh, four guys had two hits each, and the Red Sox just, like I said, held the lead for most of the game, and Rodriguez didn't blow up at any time. And then the Red Sox got another win, went to 3-1 and one on the road trip, got me all excited. I was going to correctly predict the series, and it looked like it was going to happen for a while until until uh, Wade Miley kind of blew up on Sunday in the last game of the series. No David Ortiz for this one, out with the respiratory illness that sent him back home. He missed the last game. I know we have different opinions on that. We'll get to that. But regardless, he didn't play any game, and it was the highest offensive game of the week. Uh, Brian McCann had a two-run homer in the second to make it 2 nothing. Boston climbed back with three in the third. Three RBI singles. Sandra Bogarts, Pablo Sandoval, Hanley Ramirez. And it was 3-2. to two. Uh, In the fifth inning, Brian McCann scored on a Wade Miley bulk that was questionable. And John Farrell was not having And Wade Miley was definitely not having. But can't take it back after the game. Unfortunately, that tied the game at three. And then Miley kind of stunk it up in the sixth inning. Gave up three RBI doubles. Three separate RBI doubles. And it went to, from 3-3 three to 6-3. Three to six to three. Uh, the Red Sox tried to climb back in. They got one back in the sixth, but Rob Ref Snyder, the Yankees rookie playing his second career game, hit a home run in the ninth inning to make it 8-4, to four, which is quite unfortunate because the Red Sox got two back in the bottom of the ninth off Andrew Miller and made it 8-6. to six. If it was still 6-4, to four, they would have tied it up, unfortunately, and that was the game. Tough loss. It was They kept fighting back and just couldn't quite get there. Um, Miley got the loss, fell to 8-8, eight and eight, one of his worst games in a while, six runs and five in the third innings, and Agondo didn't, that home run didn't help, so tough, tough series, I don't think they played that bad, but they came out with losing two out of three, unfortunately, and finishing the week three and two, and going to the All-Star break at 42 and 47, and they're six and a half out of first place, it could have been worse, it could have been better, but they're still hanging in there, that's your week recap. Um... It was it was it felt worse over the weekend. Obviously, we had optimism when they swept the Marlins in that quick two gamer. Um, one thing is weird too, Jess, that you didn't really bring up too much because it really isn't that important. But I like to nitpick with stuff like this. Sure. Now the fact the fact that they had two days off last week, mm. the week before the All Star break. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Why do they do that? Well, I hate it that. seems to have to do with the Marlins series being two games, but I don't know why you don't just have one day off and make it a two game a three game series like normal and not have the day off. Yeah. I hate the idea of two-game series. The only way I like the two-game series is if the way they do it with, like, the Braves, where they ended up making it a four-game series, but it's, like, home and home. So they do two at home, two on the road. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't mind, I don't mind that. But, like, just a two-gamer randomly, I don't know why they do it. I've never really looked into it. But I think it's dumb, to be completely honest. And I just think that having two days – I mean, I don't mind it because they gave a little bit of extra rest. But, like, having two days off the week leading up to the All-Star break when you're going to have, like, five days off, you're not on the team, I think it's kind of dumb. Yeah, I hate the two-game series. I just, there's no need for them. It's easier to sweep, though. <laughs> but it's stupid. Can you, can you really call it a sweep? That doesn't really I know, do it doesn't anything. feel like a sweep like, when you win two games. Oh, good, you won two games in a row. Who, who, no one considers that a sweep. No, because they can win two games in a row all season. They can never win three or four until recently, so. Yeah, it's pretty strange, but. Yeah, it is weird. Regardless, my MVP for the week is Xander Bogarts. He was 7, Ooh, seven for 21, a three thirty three average. He had two runs and six RBI, which is a very nice week. Six RBI in five games. So My binky. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he was he was solid. So I don't think there's any question like, that he wasn't the MVP of the week. Like, he is just, oh, I can never say a bad thing about this kid. I'm sure he said some bad He's... things about him last year. <laughs> did I actually know? I don't know. We didn't do the, I didn't do the show last year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nate did, but I didn't. Oh, there you go. You can go back and listen and prove me wrong. I'm probably wrong, but I don't remember. I love this I kid. Even, I've never been. I don't mean on the show. I just meant, like, at, at all. In general? Yeah. No, I was yelling at John Farrell for putting in a kid at third base. Okay. Lauren, did you, um, you badmouth him last year? Uh, No, I don't think I did. Okay. Did you, Jess, now that you're bringing it up? I mean, I don't like to consider the term badmouthing. I was okay. You should, yes, yes. I was frustrated, <laughs> and I that's, that's no, no, no. I said, I, I said to myself, "Why the heck is this guy so bad? Like, why is he hitting like 170 over three months span?" I did say that, but I didn't. Okay, I didn't think he'd be a bad player. I was just wondering why he was so terrible for such a long time. You know time. why he's hitting so bad? Because he was playing at third base. No, it's because he was a rookie and did not have to adjust to the major leagues. Okay, both. <laughs> and now he has <laughs> adjusted. So 
Okay, Jess, picture, put it this way. If you're a young kid at that age who was, what, 21, mm-hmm. and who's played shortstop probably every day of his life, to come to the big leagues after playing shortstop when you played the year before in the World Series still, and then coming as a whole season and saying, oh, we'll give you two months at short. Never mind. We're going to bring Steven Drew back, and you can go to third. We don't believe. It's like basically them telling him we don't believe in them. No, I totally get it. It's It makes sense. I wouldn't be good if I were him either. It's just it was too bad because everyone was so – I mean, there's too many expectations, really. Everyone was expecting him to be like Superman, and he had a terrible three-month span, and everyone was like, why is this guy so bad? But fortunately, he's proven them all wrong now, so that's, that's good. That's great. I, I think people just – I think, honestly, real quick, I just don't think people believed that – he was we was hyped up to be a superstar, and then he didn't have a good year because he came up right away in the World Series and had an impact. But then pitchers started to realize, oh, we got to pitch this cut away. Right, pitch him slide. And they did and that away. exactly. Yeah. But now he's learned how to he's learned how to hit the ball away and go to the opposite field, and that's why he's hitting so well. Um, he did that a number yeah, of times so, in, in this week too. I exactly. Um, I think most of his RBIs were opposite field hits. Right. So, what's he hitting with runners in scoring position? That's a great a great question. It's high. I know it's pretty decent. It's like. Almost 300, if not over. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's really good, I think. But, um... Look that up. Yeah, you do that. We're going to keep going. <laughs> um, Lauren and I will have our own show. You just look that stat up for me. Uh, you um, me the whole show. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, all right, so there's your recap. Jess did a wonderful job, as always. We're going to move on and talk about the guy that I always love to talk about. Because I feel like we talk about this every week on the show. Somehow I fit him in, because somehow he deserves to be talked about. Whether he's pitching well, like he had been or faking injuries, like I believe he did, to come out of the game against the Yankees. That is, of course, the one and only uh, Clay Buckholz of your Boston Red Sox. Now, before I even get to him being a baby and just coming out of the game, I think you now any shot of trading him is gone. Because if you wanted to trade him at all, which I don't believe the Red Sox wanted to, I think they believe in him, and I think they weren't going to try to trade him. But if you did try to trade him and you were thinking about it, no team wants him now. No, definitely not. I mean... He had such value from the past, like, five starts. His ERA was so low, and he was pitching so well, and deep into games, too. And then now he's got this quote-unquote injury. People are like, no, never mind. I'm like, I don't want to commit yeah. to somebody who's going to be like, ow. It's crazy, and we all know this is who he is. We, we've discovered this. Uh, sorry, late chuckle on the owl. <laughs> um, we've discovered, we knew who this was from day one. He started to show his signs of this, and people are getting sucked into the good pitching, Jess being one of them. And I just believe this is what he is. And every, six out of the last eight years, I believe it was, and I remember I commented on your status, Lauren. I think that's what it was. Yes, it was. Six out of the last eight years, this guy's gone to the DL right before the All-Star break, including this one. Like, this is who he is. And I heard something on the way home today that Clay Buckholz, when, you know, back when the uh, Red Sox traded Justin Masterson to get Victor Martinez from the Indians, the, the, um, they were trying to trade Buckholz to the Indians. But the Indians said, no, they wanted Masterson because they knew Clay Buckholz was – up and down, they didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, Masterson worked out real well for them. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he, he, I did for, he did for a year. Yeah, I know, he was good for a, a bit. You, you know what I mean? Like, he did for a year, and they didn't want Clay Buckholz, and they probably, I, honestly, I still would have taken Clay Buckholz over Justin Masterson, but, like, they knew, too, what this guy was. He's a head case who goes up and down, and that's why they didn't take him when we got Victor Martinez back in the day. I got a Xander um, Bogarts update. If you, if all right, let's do it. For some reason, I can't find runners in scoring position, period. But almost that's like a step. almost as good. I found two outs in runners scoring position, and he's hitting four ten in that situation. Wow. Okay, so it's got it's got to yeah. be in the three hundreds then with runners in scoring Definitely. position. I think this just proved your point even more than than the other stat. Yeah, was, I, so. I'll use the four ten. <laughs> I like that even better. That's great. Yeah. So meaning whenever there's two outs, just like pinch hit for, no matter what. When you were little, old school style. When you were little, uh, invisible runner and let Xander Bogarts play. Yeah. Let Xander Bogarts hit. Just keep doing that. I like that better. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Let's just keep doing that. I can, I can deal with that. <laughs> oh, the invisible runner! Uh, <laughs> oh, hold on! I found scoring position. Cool. I found it with a different a different website. Wow! Holy crap! Three ninety two. See, wow. I knew it was high. I knew it was high. That's nuts. Yeah. See, I'm not crazy. Twenty nine for seventy four is what but that comes out to. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he, and his stats were top two in, in shortstop in, in the entire league. Yeah. It's crazy that he was not. Oh, still, it's bugging me. It still hurts a little. <laughs> it still hurts a little. I feel like it's like because he has three home runs. Everyone's like, "Guy's ah, not good." It's like, come on, look at his stats. Look at his other right. stats. You know. It's wait, how did you wait? What? What's? What's? Okay, Jess, I'm testing you now. Which website did you not find runners in scoring position? Baseball Reference. Oh, I went to ESPN. I found. That's where I just found it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, baseball Reference definitely has it somewhere because they have everything. Yeah, I but don't know why I couldn't find it. Not to, not to pick websites here. No, we're not all about that. I like them both. Um, what was I just talking about? Okay. Sorry. Well, before Buffles, I brought right. it. The yeah. baby. That, that, that pansy. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is not hurt. There's no way he's hurt. He was fine. I get there was a little velocity coming out, but he was not hurt. He wanted to come out. He looked. There was no sign of pain or grimace when he threw a ball. He didn't even look like he was hurt. And all of a sudden, Sandy Leone's out there talking to him, and he's like, "I don't want. I don't want to play anymore. I'm done." Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It didn't. Like you said, the velocity was still there. I. I don't know. It's one of those. What it's what they should have done with Porcello. Is what they're doing with Buckles right now. Yep. Leon came out and said after the game, he said, All I, did, I went out and talked to him, and Clay said to me, he did, I don't want to finish the game. <laughs> Who said, like, he said, I don't want to be out here. Okay, well, I saw it differently. I saw Leon said that, that he told Buckles to be safe and save his arm and told him to get, go out of the game. It was Buckles' decision. That's what I read. Okay, well, I watched Sandy Leon's interview, so I'm not sure what you saw, but that's what I saw. I, I saw it quoted in a couple stories. Lauren, so. what did you see? <laughs> Tiebreaker. Tie um, I haven't seen anything, actually, oh. but I can look it up <laughs> to see if there's a conflict of interest. Sandy Leon. Probably a conflict of interest between some of us, one of us. Sandy Leon um, told Clay Buckles, you've got to be smart after injury. He, well, he signaled to the dugout after chatting with Buckles on the mound, and Leon told reporters after the game he advised the right-hander to play it safe with his injury. What injury, though? Like Playing it safe? Come on. I'm, you need to win this game. I'm right, though, however, so thank you. He never had Tommy John surgery. I feel like he doesn't have to have something to look out for. Yeah, I don't get why he's injured. It's, he's, he's not. They, <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's 22. They said, I, I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere they said they feared Tommy John surgery. Right. But like, if he was fe- if you fear Tommy John surgery, he would have been on the ground crying. Like he would have been crippled. Like he would have you would have seen his pain as soon as he threw a ball. Yeah. Because it would something would have ruptured. Something would have happened. Like nothing happened because he didn't change. It. Like he felt a little sore, and so Leon said, "Okay, go out, or you should think about going out." Which is probably because Leon knows that he's a flower. Fragile. <laughs> like oh, last probably before you hurt yourself worse. Which is annoying. Yeah. Like all I've been hearing the last month is how good a shape Buck holds is in. He's in the best shape of his career. His arm feels fantastic. He's doing great. That's why I don't believe he's hurt. But what, I don't, I, so I don't agree with you on, the, on that he wants to take himself out of a game because he's losing or going to lose. I don't think so. I don't, I don't believe that he's that. I don't, but he's been a mental case his entire career. He can't pitch in big games. This entire stretch of him pitching well has been when they were at least 10, 10 to 7 games back. This game meant something, and he knew that. All right, and he's never been able to pitch the pressure. I see both sides of it, but I guess we'll see what happens when he comes back. That's just I don't if he, if he whenever he comes back, he's going to be out more than fifteen days. By the way, just a heads up. Because Brian Johnson is going to light it up. Yeah, and then maybe Masterson will stop pitching. Lauren, did you just join the show to just go crazy about Brian Johnson? Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> he's probably going to be terrible, and you're going to be like, "Oh, Brian Johnson." And he's like, I'm so excited. He's still here. I kind of wanted to do bad just so you can be like, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. No. I, I, no, he can't do bad. I wanted him up here, too. And his kid's been lighting it up down here. No, I want him so well. Honestly, I'm just kidding. As much as I, I think that Clay Buckles is pitching great, if this is what it takes to get Brian Johnson a look, by all means, at this point in the season. So, but, um, yeah, no, I really don't believe Don't be surprised if he's hurt. not good, though. That's all I have to say. Well, no, I'm not expecting, like, Eddie Rodriguez 2.0 here. Right. But I'm, expecting I'm also expecting... Okay. No, I know you are. Oh, I think you might be shooting a little bit high. <laughs> One can dream, Buckles. Well, Lauren, are your, Lauren, are your hormones flying over there? Yeah, they are. Is, is this all baseball related? Brian Johnson hormones. Yep. <laughs> <So> crazy. <laughs> well, you get a look whenever he decides to pitch. Who knows when he's going to pitch? Because we're in an all-star break. Not, so not that'll be four days. <laughs> no. I guess that's true. Maybe he'll start Thursday. Um, <laughs> yeah, he'll start Thursday on the plane. Uh, <laughs> he'll simulate a start uh, in his mind. I'm playing, guys. I'm starting. Guys, I swear I made it. I swear. They called me up. I won the game. Did you see? There was no game. Ah, well, I thought there was. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Claybaugh Coles is a baby. That's all, it's all, it's all I'm getting out of this conversation for me is I don't believe he's hurt. We'll see. Um, I just read a glo- part of a Globe article that said that he doesn't ex- – he does, he's claiming he doesn't expect it to be a long DL stint. Um, so why would you think he wouldn't come back then if he's not hurt? Because I just don't believe he's hurt. Like I just don't believe him. Right. So why would he come back? Why what? Why wouldn't he come? You said he's going to be on the DL for longer than 15 days. So why wouldn't he come back if he's not hurt? I believe that he 
he wouldn't come back to make it look like he's hurt. This is what they do, Jess. This is what the Red Sox yeah, do. Doing, they make doing things... mind games now. This is what they do. This is what they've been for the last two or three years, except for the 13 when everything happened to go right. Like, they manipulate things and make – look at the way John Farrell talks. It's very mundane, well thought out, and tries to butt, beat him out in the bush. That's what they do. Yeah, I If Clay Buckles wasn't hurt, they weren't going to not put him on the DL if he came out of that game. Because if, if he didn't go on the DL, you know how bad it would have looked for him and the team? Yeah. And that's what they want to avoid. They don't care about winning. They care about their image. So, Lauren, yeah. we obviously don't agree on this. Do you think? You, you, you never agree with me. <laughs> yeah, she's been agreeing with you the whole entire show here, so I'm, I'm interested. No, no, you. Oh, me. You, not her. Oh, me. Yeah, you. Well, yeah, that's because you're negative and I'm positive. <laughs> I'm being realistic. You're being a fanboy. So, Lauren, would they really, would they really, would Clay Buckles really go that far into his, his mind bank to fake his injury and then not come back to continue thinking that it's a fake injury like Jared's saying? Um... See, I don't know. I, that's where I'm kind of torn because I don't believe he's hurt either, but I don't think he'd stick it out longer than 15 days. All right, so you're in the middle. But I don't know. I don't think he's hurt at all. I think he's fine. He's that's doing fair. whatever. But you could see that this Red Sox ownership in, like, brass would do that, though. Yeah, I can see like, them doing that. You wouldn't be shocked if he just stayed on the DL or stayed out just because. No, I wouldn't be like, oh, he's, he's day-to-day now. We don't know. He's, we're going to skip his next exactly. back. Yeah, whatever. At least with Pedroia, I'm, I'm happy with what they did with Pedroia because Pedroia got reactivated, but he didn't play, and they were like, we're going to take it day by day, but we're expecting him to come up, play in the Angels series right away without going on a rehab start. Cool. You told me straight up what happened. Thank you. Do that all the time. Yeah, that'd be nice. But Pedroia would also never take an injury. No, well, no. But that's the first time that's happened all year just from anyone in the Red Sox. They told us what happened. They told us their plan, and they gave us a date. They don't do that. Yeah, that's a good point. I was kind of shocked when he's like, yeah, we expect him to be Friday against the Angels coming out of the break. Um, no rehab start expected. Where he expect, I expect him to be in the lineup that Friday. What? Like days sure. in advance, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a week in advance, right. like, pretty much. Because it was Friday when he said it, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, that, that people, people were asking him, was he going to play tonight or this weekend because he just got activated on Friday. Right. It was a week out, and he said he's going to be in the lineup next Friday. That is nuts. He doesn't do that. I mean, I get they're not playing this week, so there's not really much to, like, hide behind this week, except for not being there. But, like, John Farrell doesn't say that far ahead of time who's playing and who's not. Nope, he does not. We get a, Especially we get a with injuries. <laughs> this is great. Maybe he can keep doing that. Tell me what's up with Clay Buckholz. Is he really hurt? I want to know, because I don't believe you when you tell me he is hurt. Ugh. So untrusting. Right. Man, you guys. <laughs> I have to be with this team. They've lost three out of the last four years. I guess I just I guess try to trust too much. You do. You do. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes. Be my therapist, guys. <laughs> okay. Don't trust them as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to not be a trusting individual. That's terrible of you. Get to know the person before you trust them. Well, my, that's my uh, psychological work right there. Shouldn't we know Buckles after eight my... years? Yeah, that's why you shouldn't trust these hurt. That's my point. <laughs> you know who he is. I want to believe that he... It's trustworthy. <laughs> he, he can change. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Oh, it, you're like that. Or you're like that sad, sad ex-girlfriend who just keeps going back to the same guy. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what you, that's what you are right now. You keep crawling back because Clay Buckles comes and gives you those puppy dog eyes and said he's okay and everything will be okay, and then you get heartbroken every time he goes back to the DL. I do honestly. It's oh, I wish you weren't right. I wish you weren't right. I do. You know I'm right. Every time I'm like, oh, Buckles is so good, and then he gets hurt, and I'm like, oh, why Clay? And, that is, and then he comes back. Oh, he's pitching well again. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love him so much. Right, oh, so he's hurt again. When he comes back. Oh. I'm like, God, Clay's back. He's going to be so good. He's never going to get hurt again. Oh, he got hurt again? Oh, no. I'll wait till he comes <laughs> back again. Oh, so bad. everyone listening, don't be surprised if Jess is, like, in a fetal position with the shades down tonight in, like, the corner of his bedroom crying sobbly over a, a, a tub of vanilla ice cream or something because that's where he's at in his relationship with Clay Buckles right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> already uh. crying. That was the funniest moment of this show's history. <laughs> I'm declaring So, right yeah. Now. So, the show's over. We're done. That's what we're going to end on. <laughs> okay, <bye>. uh, <laughs> oh, uh, man. What, what do we got time clock-wise? All right, we can do some fancy stuff here, because uh, I'm kind of done about talking about Clay Buck Holes. <sighs> I'm just starting. Jess, if, I'll, Jess, I'll if you need it. Well, if you need a moment, um, you don't have to start this week. I'll let you uh, go last. You can kind of catch your breast here. So, I'll let Lauren go first this week. Well, my first choice is Brian Johnson. Duh. <laughs> oh, really? Who else would it be? Um, 
Okay, tell the listeners why, though, because this is fantasy or hormones, I'm telling you. If it's not fantasy, like, <laughs> if wise, then you shouldn't be telling them to pick these people up. This is, this is absolutely for fantasy purposes, because... Wait, your fantasies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got jokes today. <laughs> he has to respond and feel better about my jokes, that's all. <laughs> yeah, his trusting ways of Clay Buckles, I understand. Um, no, he has he had 16 starts, and I wrote an article about this comparing him and Porcello because they had the same amount of starts. And Johnson had one bad start in Pawtucket, and his ERA is 273. And if you have 16 starts and one bad one, and your ERA is still under three, I think this guy's going to be good. Um, he commands the strike zone. His breaking ball is really good. And I think he's ready for the majors. I think he's been ready for the majors. And it just took Clay Buckles to be a huge baby for him to get up here. So... <laughs> go get him. I I like I, to put a little, a little side note here. Make sure you go check out Lauren's article on Brian Johnson because that was excellent. Thank you. It, of course it was. She loves the I guy. I do. Right? <laughs> that was good. Comparisons and everything. It was it was it was well thought out. So thank you. It was a little bit ago, but it's still completely relevant. So please make sure you head over to Steel yeah, Radio you and could, honestly, check that out. You could re- we'll retweet it out. It will get it going because he got called up. So it's definitely going yeah, on. absolutely. All right, Lauren, of course, is Brian Johnson. How, do, how would I have guessed? Um, my first suggestion to add is uh, Miguel Sano. I think it's Sano. I thought it's Sano, but I don't think it is. Uh, of the Minnesota Twins. He's hitting 414 with three homers and two doubles since he got called up from AAA on July 4th. Um, this dude is 21 years old. He'll be 22 in – or he just turned 22 in May. That's what it was. He just turned 22 in May. This guy is going to hit so many home runs in his career, and the rest of this year even. It's not even funny. This guy is a top prospect, and he's already been hitting third and fourth for these twins. And their twins aren't bad this year, so you got to stay as a prospect hitting third or fourth. He's worth an ad. It's basically a stronger version of Xander Bogarts. So go get him you, and keep him in your line. You love fantasy guys who like come up like a week or two weeks before, and you're like all over those guys. <laughs> because they're the ones who are there. They're the ones who are available all the time, right. you know? It's so funny. So definitely go get Miguel Sanyo. Well, I'll do a uh, guy who just came up as well, um, Andrew Heaney on the L.A. Angels. I assume the Red Sox will probably see him at the end of the week because it's a four-game series. Um, if not, they'd be, if not, I'd be shocked. Yeah, it's four out of five chance they'll see him. So Heaney's 3-0 with a 1.32 ERA this year in four starts. He's given up two runs or fewer in all four of his starts, and he's gone at least six innings in all four of those games. Uh, he pitched a couple of games last year. He went 0-3, but clearly he figured something out between 2014 and 2015, and he's been dominant so far. So he's probably not in, picked up by very many people because he's relatively new, but I don't think anyone's going to argue with 3-0 and with a 1.32 ERA. I wouldn't. I like it. Yeah, that's a, that's good numbers. Um, My next one, I'm sticking with pitching because, as Jared said last week, I love the pitchers. You do love your pitchers. <laughs> I'm going with Jim Johnson from Atlanta. And like we talked about earlier, Jason Grilly missing the rest of the season. Um, he's Johnson's going to take over the closing role. He's at, least, at least he's expected to. Um, he has a 209 ERA with 31 strikeouts. He was absolutely terrible last year, but he's pretty solid this year. So if, especially if your, uh, your league counts saves, go after him because he's going to get a lot of opportunities now. See, saves are very valuable. Yes. See, that's a really good pick because people don't think about when a, somebody gets hurt for the rest of the year and someone takes over for them. They're not really most people aren't on top of that for like several weeks usually, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's closing for them." So if you can jump on someone like Johnson who is taking over like early, then that's probably going to be beneficial. Good one. Thank you. All right, my next one. I have to go check him out too because I need I need some saves. So that's probably going to have to happen if he's in my league. Um, my last one is, where, where is it here? Got, uh, Rob Refsnyder of the Yankees. And I'm going to almost promise you he's available because he was just put into the Yahoo system like today because he's that new in the league and the Yahoo didn't even know who he was. Um, but if you watch the Red Sox this week, he, uh, this weekend, he had a good series against the Red Sox and he's a valuable second baseman. He's going to get some time and, um, definitely go out there and get Refsnyder. I can't really put too many stats for stats in front of you because he hasn't played too much. But um, two for seven with one home run and two RBI. So yeah, so honestly, I would take it and roll with it. I think if you add some deep depth to second base, I would go out and get Ref Snyder. What a great it's name! It's R E F S N Y D E R. It's literally Ref Snyder. What a great name, Ref Snyder. He was a uh, he was adopted when he was five months old. So 
Fun fact of the day. Yeah. Because that makes him more valuable, right? His parents. He was adopted. His parents were at his uh, first first game on Saturday. His real parents or his adopted parents? No, his adopted parents. Oh, okay. They were very excited. His his real name was like something ridiculous I don't know how to pronounce. No. So, I mean, Russ Snyder. <laughs> no, it was, it was much crazier than Russ Snyder. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Russ Snyder. Good stuff. All right. My second one is Gerardo Parra of the Milwaukee Brewers, outfielder. Uh, he's quietly having a really good year. He's sitting 309 with nine home runs, 29 RBI. He's had a handful of two-hit games recently, and he has four home runs in July. And, you know, July's not even half over, so that's really impressive. He's a small dude, but he's clearly got the power, and he's got a really good average, and he's not owned that many in that, on that many teams. So if you need an outfielder who's got some pop and a good average, then Parra's your man. I like it. I like it, too. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Not a lot of people being owned. Of course, everyone that we're bringing up is owned in my league, of course. But um, most leagues, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, at least for me, I'm pretty sure Sanyo is owned in like 40% of Yahoo leagues, which isn't a lot considering his value over the last two weeks. So Anything less than 50 uh, is not much. It's a good shot, yeah. Even 50 is still like, yeah. what, 50-50 shot? You get him. Might as well go check. Um, so there you go. There are fantasy suggestions. Uh, Miguel Sanyo, like I said, and Rob Refsnyder for me. Uh, Andrew Heaney and Gerardo Parra. Parra? What did you say? Par- How do you say Parra. it? It's Parra? Okay. For Parra with the, uh, for Just. And, of course, Brian Johnson and uh, Jim Johnson for Lauren. Johnson as well. <laughs> Johnson. Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Hey. <laughs> Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this week's fantasy segment was, of course, brought to you by DraftKings. Baseball's in full swing, and you can be part of the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Why wait until the end of the season to get paid when you can win huge prizes every day? Just pick two pitchers, pick eight position players, and pick up your cash. That's it. Ask Peter from Colorado. Last year, he won a million dollars in one day. Simply playing fantasy baseball at DraftKings. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. New new contests start daily, so hurry to DraftKings.com right now and use promo code NEWENGLAND to play for free in in today's $10,000 fantasy baseball contest. DraftKings.com, of course, is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Enter New England for for free entry now at DraftKings.com. I use them very much, probably a little too much. You're welcome, DraftKings, um, for taking all my money. But, uh, yeah, it's a good service. I don't know if you, either of you use it. I don't know. But either way, it's a good service. It's a good uh, good site, especially during football season. That's always fun, too. Um, but, yeah, so let's move on from there. There are fantasy predictions. Um, let's go back to some Red Sox news again. We already complained about one player on the Red Sox. Why not make it an even two? Because that's, that's about where I'm at after this weekend. Uh, we're going to complain about someone who Reds, most of you Red Sox Nation might not like me complaining about, but I'm going to do it anyway. That is your big poppy, David Ortiz. He didn't play Sunday, like Jeff said in his recap, because he had a quote-unquote illness and then was told to leave the ballpark, meaning he caught an early flight to the Dominican Republic for an extra day of vacation. Yep. Why yep. in the world are you not playing on the day before you go on a, fa- a what, four-day break anyway, what, you're, you probably would have gotten your way and just had the DH, and you were, pitching, you were playing against the Yankees, and it was a righty pitcher, so your matchup was great. And if you win that game, you're only four and a, you're only four and a half back. That game is – I know it's not like a do-or-die game, but if you're David Ortiz, I don't care how sick you are. You play that game. That's why I feel like he was totally sick because he wouldn't miss the game because he loves big games. So that's where I'm sticking with that. But I also don't think it's a coincidence that a few days ago he's like, I don't want to play first base all the time. And he was probably going to play first base on Sunday, and all of a sudden he has an upper respiratory infection. It's like, suck on some cough, cough drops. You're fine. also believe that he has a charity golf tournament today, I believe, in the Dominican Republic. Fancy that. So have to believe that he wanted to get there a little early, you know, make sure everything was going fine. Got to keep getting his money, you know, and his endorsements. So um, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with my theory, Jess, sorry, that he might have had a little issue with the respiratory system. I might not deny that, but I don't care. Play. You're getting paid millions of dollars to hit the baseball. You're probably going to be told just to DH against a righty pitcher and against your rival in the New York Yankees. 
playing and you're playing well, you need one more game and then go to Dominican Republic. You got to play that game. You have to. And like Lauren said, suck on some suck cough drops. I mean, do you honestly think the team doctors would like not be like, yeah, you're fine. You go go suck on some cough drops. I'm pretty sure they're gonna say what he should do, and they say go home. So. Okay, but you don't know, you don't think David Ortiz has any pull at all? He, you kidding me? If he doesn't want to play, he's not playing. But why would he not want to play? I'm telling you because he doesn't. He he was probably going to be told to play right, first base. So he didn't want to get in that argument, and then he just probably he said, "I'm leaving." Right. So then he says, "I'm going to DH," and they say, "Okay, you're going to DH," because clearly he has some pull. So he says, "I'll play DH," and then they play him. Okay, but if you if the doctor what, okay, my guess is this. This is what I believe would happen. Uh, Friday night, I believe, or at some point last week before the Yankees series, maybe Thursday because there was a day off, I believe that John Farrell and David Ortiz sat down and had a conversation about that David Ortiz was going to have to play first base at least once this weekend against the Yankees. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you agreeing with me for once. (laughs) (laughs) Then I believe Ortiz said, absolutely not. I am not doing that. And I believe they hashed it out. I believe John Farrell actually stuck up for himself and said something to Ortiz and said, you need to play. Who knows the profanity that was used? God knows what. Can't say it here. But I believe that had a lasting effect. And then Sunday came, Ortiz hadn't played first base yet, and he knew that he was probably going to have to. And he said, oh, I don't feel good. I, can't. I, have, I have an issue. And the doctors checked him out. Maybe he really did have a little bit of an issue. And the doctor said, okay, David, what do you want to do? I don't want to play. And then Pal probably said, all right, get out of here. I don't want to see you. Go home. We'll see you, at, we'll see you in Friday in L.A. That's what I believe would happen. I think or I think he was sent home. I don't think he chose to go home. I think Farrell said, "Get out if you're not going to play." See, that's the thing with with this and with the, the Buckholz. It's too much speculation. It's too much guesswork. I I think I think you. But it's, I think it's, it's obvious there's something going on. It's obvious there's something going on. Because if David Ortiz was in good relation right now with his manager and his team, he would have played through a respiratory issue if he was DHing. It's it, you, you you know like he would have played back. He would have he always plays through this stuff. He wants to play if he's going to play. But something happened. Something's going on with this team right now, behind the scenes, but with Ortiz in this first base situation. I think Travis Shaw should just play first base, but clearly that's not going to happen consistently. So, yeah. I also think there's kind of like a selfish aspect to it because Ortiz is 19 homers away from 500, and mm-hmm. God forbid he gets hurt playing first base. Now, I mean, you hardly ever see that happen, but... I don't know, maybe that's going through his head like, oh, if I play first base, I'm going to get hurt, then I lose it all for the season. Like, I'm not going to be able to get 500 homers. I'm not going to be able to get my money. Like, I have no problem with him not wanting to play first base. I get it. He's 39 years old. He probably shouldn't be playing first base, at least, like, maybe once a week. But, like, I have a good feeling that he, he probably wasn't going to have – if he had a respiratory issue, he probably was told, okay, you can DH. And then, but then he, they gave him an option of whether he wanted to play or not, and he said no. I don't think he wanted to play on Sunday at all, regardless. I just don't think he wanted to play. Yeah, I think he would have played that game because he would understand it's one of the biggest games and they need him. I think just you're living in the past of what was with David Ortiz. You re- David Ortiz you really is thinking he's that much? I, I do. I don't think he's living in the present and thinking about winning. I don't think he needs to win anymore, especially with, after winning in 2013. Well, of course he have he's to. thinking about He's thinking making his money. He's thinking about his off-the-field stuff and how his on-field play reflects that. If he goes in and gets hurt or goes in and is bad, that looks bad on him. So he knew, if I can get a chance to not play and go and leave, I'm going to take it. His mindset is retirement. He's not going to be here much longer. That's why you have Hanley. His mindset is not at Fenway. His mindset is post-baseball. See, I feel like he wants to be like Tom Brady and win a, win a fourth championship. I don't think he's ready. Then he would have played. He would have played something. Then he, then he, then he, yeah, he would have understood how big that game yeah, was. Yeah, well, he was sick. <laughs> Tom Brady's sick. If he's sick, he plays. Yeah, Tom yeah, Brady's if, Tom Brady. And you're games. claiming David Ortiz is David Ortiz. The 16 games, it's football. Yeah, exactly. It's football. I don't care it's football. He's a quarterback. He not... Yeah, you know how many times he gets put on his rear end? Yeah, well, he's not, like, headbutting people and, like, killing people. Neither is David Ortiz. He's well, yeah, standing there. <laughs> he gets four at-bats and swings. Oh, I am sick of arguing. <laughs> if you, compa- you cannot compare Tom Brady to David Ortiz and say that David Ortiz has it harder than Tom Brady. No, I don't think he does, but there are a lot more David- games. Yeah. But think about how little David Ortiz plays. He gets days off. He only hits the majority of the time. Tom Brady's out there all day getting sacked, running around, playing football. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no question Tom Brady's incredible, but I feel like Ortiz has the same drive to win championships that Brady does. I, not anymore. He did back in the day. He did. I think he did until 2013. I mean, that's two years ago. How's that back in the day? Yeah, two years ago because he's lost three out of four. He saw what happened last year, and then this year it was bad again. 
and stuff. He sees what we see. He just doesn't want to. He can't just can't say it in public. I don't think that much changes in seven hundred days. I do. It does. That's seven hundred days. That's, Dude, a that's a lot. That's a lot of days. That's a lot of days. <laughs> yeah, My you, mind can change in like a in week. The grand so. of things is not that many days. <laughs> There's uh, a story uh, just came out that he does not believe the story of Ted Williams' um, home run at Fenway Park where the Red Sea. I saw is. that earlier. Yep. Yeah, Ortiz. Doesn't. He doesn't believe. He's just, he doesn't believe it was five oh two. He's a bitter old man. He's turned into one of bitter old men. He's man. done. You guys are regret done. everything you're saying. Like, and I think you need to get off. You need to get off the David Ortiz bandwagon, okay. and you need to get on the Xander Bogarts bandwagon. <laughs> I'm on that. Welcome, to welcome to the X train. Stay on it. And never get off. Um, you have to get off one to get on the other. You do. You can't be in two places at once, I Jess. Be two places at once. You can't. You can't do it. It's not. It's not possible. Getting ganged up against kind of sucks. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad I found a third person. This is great. Uh, <laughs> Oh, terrible. Leave Lauren. Get out of here. Okay, bye. This, this is, I, that's what I believe would happen. I don't, obviously don't know anything. I'm not ah, there's a in the clubhouse. I'm not, but this is, I'm taking what I see from what their their comments are, what Ortiz's comments have been, considering he doesn't want to play the field, he doesn't want to play the field, and he's concerned about getting hurt. He's a baby. He's becoming a baby. He doesn't want to play if he thinks he's going to get hurt. And if he thinks he doesn't, if he's not 100, percent he's not going to play, and that's a problem. All right, if this all comes out soon, that exactly what you said is right, then I'll be praising you for weeks. But at the moment, I'm not. You know, they're not going to come out and say that. They're not going to go, oh well, he was complaining and just wanted to leave. You'll never know then. Yeah, I, I know I'm right. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but do you agree with me though that he should have played Sunday? Like, I know you don't, but like, if he was healthy, he absolutely. Should... But if you can't, what if he was? Like, if, if you can't okay. breathe, and you're like. By the crap. sounds of it, he was probably like 80%. 80% you play that game. I don't think he was 80%. But if anybody else has an upper respiratory infection, like they're going they're going to work. They're, they're, doing, their, they're doing their job. They're going to play, yeah. Do you, do you, okay, if Xander Bogart had the same issue, do you think he would have played Sunday? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Depends on how bad it was. Same, same situation. Well, he's not 39 years old, so it's not really applicable. No, but then okay, we, because of David Ortiz sitting, we had to have Mike Napoli pinch hit. And look how great that turned out. Okay, then just get rid of Mike Napoli and then figure someone else out at first and let Ortiz DH then. <laughs> Avoid this whole problem. How about that? But who are you going to put it first? Blake Swihart. Hanley Ramirez. <laughs> I'm all for that. I, I know I brought that up pre-show. I wasn't kidding, though. I'm all for that. No, like, get Hanley out of left and get good people in left and put him Brock in first. Holt, Brock Holt can play left. Brock Holt can play every position. Brock Holt can play first. Get rid of everybody and play Play him at first. Rockhold has played first. You guys yeah, realize that. Right? Yes. So do it. There you go. There's your answer. But he can't until Pedroia comes back. Great. Pedroia's coming back Friday. So first True. game, take him out, put Pedroia at second, put Holt at first, get rid of Napoli, and then Hanley can waste away and left. But don't you want – oh, Hanley can waste away and left. Yeah. He's not moving I don't first. Want it, I don't want him to be in left. But I don't want him to be in left. Oh. But you can't move Hanley. No, because you need his bat in the lineup. The only way you move Hanley is if you put him at DH. You can't move him to first. You can't make him change positions again. And then a whole other fiasco with Ortiz pops up. Yeah, so. right. We don't need that. No. I, if, I would rather have Travis Shaw play first base. Yeah, I like but it I seems like, him. But I like the fact that they're probably going to keep Brock Holt in the lineup. So that he's probably going to play first base. Hold first, yeah. Please. Um, Let's get rid of Napoli already, okay? How? How are we going to do that? You can't do that. No one wants him. Uh, we don't want him. Just he's just going to have to he, – he's not that old, though. And he's, I know. He's, he's only 33. To, he's just going to have to sit on the bench and just play out the contract and then go into free agency. And I don't know. Maybe the Astros will pick him up. <sighs> Who knows? All right. Let's move on here because this is going to keep going in full circles. <laughs> I'm just going to keep yelling at Jess, and it's not worth it. Um, he'll find out soon enough that we're right, Lauren. Um before we obviously we're going to do a preview of the four or three games, whatever it is next weekend, we decide to preview. I want to do two more things. So one, I want to ask both of you, what is your worst or your low light from the first half of the season? The worst thing you can think of that happened to this team. And Jess, you know mine, so please do not take it. <laughs> um, the low. Uh... I mean, I don't know. I guess losing Dustin Pedroia kind of sucked, but it was only very temporary. And oh, I guess just I guess Mike Napoli. I'm gonna go Mike Napoli. I was I like I one. had high hopes for him, and he's just absolutely terrible. He can't figure it out. He can't get a swing right. I don't know. I'm very. I think that's the low point for me for the first half. I like it, Jess. If you take mine, <laughs> don't do it. Did we lose Jess? Did we lose Jess? Hold on. He's still there. Did he press the mute button? He must have. 
Jess, did you hit the mute button? Yeah, I totally did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. We're leaving that in. That was great. Okay, J- Jess, who, yeah. what is yours? I give two. As long as you don't take mine, I'm go not for going it. To. And go. Uh, my first one is more of a minor one, but just Hanley's defense. I expect it to be a lot better than that. That's problem. Yeah. But my bigger one, Rick Porcello. Yes, yes. It's perfect. We got Mike Napoli and Rick Porcello, and there's no question that the two of them have been the two biggest disappointments. So, just, I mean, I, I expect him to be so good, and he's just been garbage. It's terrible. It's been Nothing awful. to say about it. We've already, we've already exhausted everything about no, him. I, just want, I was just curious what you guys were considering for your lowlights, yeah. considering we're halfway through, according to the All-Star calendar. Um, my lowlight is the fact that they keep forgetting how many stupid outs there are in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it should not be happening as a major league baseball player. And it wasn't just them. Like it happened against the uh when they played Houston, I think it was. Yeah. A couple week, last couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was Mookie like, Betts, right? It was Mookie, it was Mookie Betts and then the, the the Astros thought there were two outs, so the guy ran the third, so they threw the ball to third thinking they were getting a third out. They got four outs because someone thought there was only two outs. Both team like it's not even just no, them. Then, it's happening around baseball. And on that same play Diaz wanted a challenge even though it was the fourth out. So he didn't own any out yeah. there either. <laughs> Yeah, he like was cha- he was like looking at the dugout like challenge. Like, no challenge. way, half, that's that's safe. Half the t- half the team's walking to the no, dugout. Like four outs, guys. this team has no clue how many outs there are like ever, and that's a joke. And I put that on John Farrell, so I guess my low lights John Farrell, but that specifically why? Because this team doesn't know how many stupid outs there are at all. It should only happen during... one time in a season if it happens at all. If it happens at all, you're Not a major league baseball four. player. Little leaguers don't forget how many there outs outs there are. Nope. Well, little kids are kind of anal about outs. They're like, oh, my God, we need one more out, guys. Let's go. Yeah, because they want to get up to bat. So they're right. like. True, that's all they care about. So that's probably a bad example. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> but I mean, the Red Sox should want to get up to bat, too. Yeah, they should. If they, Clearly, David Ortiz does. If they have a great offense, then they should want to hit. <laughs> all right, well, that, those are your lowlights. I was just curious. I, that was just off the top of my I wasn't going to do it, but I figured why not. I was curious. That was good. Um, all right, so I'm not, I don't want to preview the All-Star game because I'm not a big fan of it. We kind of already talked about it last week a little bit, but just what are you guys most looking forward to come All-Star game? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm excited. I just love the whole game. Like, I get excited for it every year. Um, there's a lot of young players this year. Um, really are. And if Brock Holt gets a chance to play a couple innings, I'll be excited to Homer. see what he does. Yeah. He's gonna yep. be a he's gonna be all yeah, game MVP. Uh, see how many positions he plays. <laughs> you can play him. He, all. he can hit the cycle. He can hit the cycle with one at bat. Yep. You know what he can do? He can just play the entire game because they can just keep swapping in different positions and get other guys in the game. And he can just play like seven. You no, know, great would be if he actually happens because he's the he's the utility definition of utility player. If they were like, you know, you can just keep playing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. <laughs> he's just dominant. They might have to ask the Red Sox permission though. What if they had him catch? That'd be hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think the Red Sox would let it happen. No, so it's bad for your knees. That's what I was looking for. I'm looking forward to the young talent. I really am. Uh, obviously, Bryce Harper's breaking this year. Unfortunately, he's not doing the home run derby. But yeah, for good reason. Yeah. For good reason, I guess. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing Bryce Harper. Max Scherzer on the mound, and you don't see much of him now in the National League. So I'm excited anything. to see. No, but wait, is he not anymore? No, because he pitched yesterday. Yeah, he's not eligible. He's gone. <sighs> Right, stupid. Never Sorry. mind. Not Max Scherzer. I forget who we're playing. Never mind. I'm really not watching the game now. <laughs> um, I am intrigued by the Brock Holt situation. I am as a Red Sox fan. I'm intrigued to see what they do with him. Um, I'm intrigued by seeing Mike Trout play because again, never don't see him too often. Even though we're going to get to see him next weekend, which is exciting. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm intrigued by. And who's going to win the Homer Derby t- tonight or tomorrow afternoon? Whenever they decide <laughs> to do this, Josh right, Donaldson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I guess I shouldn't pick Josh Donaldson just in case. Yeah. Somebody else. Um, I'm going with Rizzo. Uh, I thought about that. I thought about. I Jack. like Rizzo. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I like the uh, the Cubby. Yeah, but I, I'm a bit. Peterson and Rizzo are too young. They're gonna struggle because they don't know what to do. That's... Rizzo's not young in the sense of he's not gonna be under the pressure. He's fine. Rizzo's gonna win. Rizzo's gonna win at least a couple rounds. How about that? Prince Fielder will probably win again, like he always. Does. Wait, isn't Rizzo going against Pujols in the first round? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So maybe not. <laughs> I hate this no, bracket sure. thing. I'm sticking with it. because You know what? I'm sticking with it. He's going to beat Pools in the first round. He's going to go take the championship. Yeah, Pools is old. He'll probably do bad. He can still pop some homers, though. He's hitting well. Yeah, he's going to hit like 57 home runs tomorrow. Tonight, yeah, whatever. Right, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> whenever, that, whenever it happens. Happening tonight. Is it, it looks uh, nice. I hope so. It looks nice right now. It's sunny. I'm watching the pre-stuff, yeah. and it's sunny and really nice right yeah, now. It's going to happen. 
No rain. Rain, rain, go. All right. That's all I want to talk I'm about. Never. I, I'm more a fan of the Home Run Derby and the Celebrity Softball game than I am about the actual game. Yeah, I can't so. wait for the Home Run Derby tonight. Make sure you check out the uh, website for my recap tonight. Woo! If, it's, if you're listening later in the week, you hopefully you saw it. Yes. If you didn't, go back and look at it anyway. Go back and read it now. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, a preview of the few games we have next week before we get out of here. Um, we're probably gonna we're gonna do all four games, even though we're gonna be on before that fourth game. But we're gonna preview the entire se- Angel series anyway. So again, they have four against the Angels West Coast trip out to the uh, lovely state of California. Um, Friday. Through I Monday. have them Friday through Monday. Yeah. So stupid they don't play Wednesday or Thursday. And yeah, they need a break. They should play Thursday. They shouldn't play Wednesday. Anyway, um, I have them winning three or four, being very optimistic. Wow. They're going to go three and one. Is that you, Jared? Against the Angels. <laughs> um, I think that for ex- everyone except for David Ortiz and Hanley Ramirez, that loss is going to hurt a little bit on yesterday. And I think they're going to sour over that over the break. They're going to go on vacation, get some uh, – re- recoup themselves. They're going to come back. I don't know the, who the pitchers are, so I could be really shooting myself here. But I'm assuming Porcello is going to pitch. So that's why I picked a loss. And I think they're going to go 3-1. and And the Angels aren't playing too great as of late. So I, that's, I like to go back and forth there. Yeah, I'm going Three. Whoop, I'm going with a split, um, mainly because Porcello will be pitching. And I don't know. I just I feel like it's their hit or miss whenever they play the Angels. So if we see Brian Johnson, I think he's going to be one of those wins. So, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for this. So, I'm assuming you're going to give the two wins to Eddie Rodriguez and Brian Johnson, then. Going with the rookies. Because Eddie Rodriguez isn't losing. He doesn't lose. No. He doesn't, he's locked. No. So, I've got a split as well. I thought about being even more negative and saying lose three out of four, but I didn't have it in me. Woo! Is that Woo, you, Jess? You almost looked... <laughs> yeah, I say, Jess, you there? What's up? Well, no. I mean, I'm not sure what you're watching, Jared, but they're seven and three in their last ten games, so they are playing well. Yeah, but they just split the last series. Yeah, but they destroyed Texas before that. They won eight two, thirteen nothing, twelve six, and they beat Colorado ten two and three two. So I'm going off the most recent series. It's yeah, they lost two out of three, but no, I mean they yeah, split. split. They split two out. Yeah. yeah, they they split. That's what I'm saying. So they won five going in a row, and then they split. So I think they're doing well, and I worry about them. But I'm going to give us two aims because I think they will be angry after the Yankees series. So I think split's fair. Okay, there you have it. You got a split from both of them. And three out of four for me in favor of the Red Sox. So someone's going to be wrong. We definitely changed roles this week. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I'm being very optimistic this week. I don't know why. But um, I'm going to go with it because every time I'm negative, it usually doesn't happen. So I'm just going to stick with it, try to get it right, try to get my record up a little bit here. We should have kept track of those. We should have kept really kept track of that see who yeah, by have. the end of the season. We can. We, we can just go back and we, listen to the end of the show. That's true. <laughs> we could we could do that. Lauren, you're on that. you got to do that. I'm on it. I'm on it tonight. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to end the show there because I think that's all we need to talk, we need to talk about. Uh, we've got a tough week of no baseball ahead. Um, I'm, as a football fan, I'm expecting Tom Brady's news to come down at some point yep. because there's two days of no baseball. So I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do it Wednesday or Thursday when nothing else is happening except for that. potentially that news. Yeah. So um, You're so right. Definitely Count look out for that. <laughs> it's coming Wednesday. Like, I have a good feeling about Wednesday. See, I'm thinking it's either going to come Tuesday if they want to screw over baseball or the days that baseball's not doing anything. But we don't need to get into that. They'll probably do Wednesday because, oh, everyone's buzzing about the All-Star game. All right, let's keep us in the news now. (laughs) Oh, football's here, guys. Don't forget about football. Uh, Oh, good deal. I don't want to get into that. We're not talking about that. I could go two hours and just get and why he should not be in charge. But uh, anyway, today's show is brought to you by Casper, of course. Uh, Casper, of course, is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and enter promo code Celtics at checkout. Um, again, we, we mentioned reached at the beginning of the show as well, so don't forget to go register at reached for us as well. Um, where else can you find us? We're on Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter, not whole, all nine yards. Um, Jess, you can follow all of us on Twitter, of course. Jess, you better be following us on Twitter by now. Um, what, Lauren, what's your Twitter handle again? <laughs> it's three laws, Lauren, with four R's. La la la, Lauren with four R's. Got it. And I'm scalingus underscore Jess saying. You beat me to it. All right. And I'm at a, at jscal18 underscore CLNS. Um, of course, we're at Red Sox Beat on Twitter. Again, Facebook. Um, 
Tumblr as well. We're on Google Plus. We're everywhere. You can hit us up anywhere. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be the end of the show this week. You too enjoy the enjoy your All Star game. I will. I will keep my I will keep my eye on it. Um, I will enjoy the Homer Derby though. I'm excited for that. Always love the good Homer Derby and Celebrity Softball game. Uh, a couple days off, we'll get some written coverage. I believe we have some ri- opinion pieces coming out this week, right, Jess? Um, I don't think we do. Uh, we've, we've had about four in the last week and a half, so. Okay, well, I, I think I'm going to write one anyway, so okay. look out for me. I'm going to write one. Make sure you check out the other four that have been written, because they're all fantastic. Oh, we didn't bring this up. The new fantasy article is out. Uh, Lars put, did a good job again putting it out and putting it together, so go check that out for some more extra fantasy advice. Yes, well. and we're not doing one this week, because there aren't any games so make sure you check out the one that came out on Sunday because it's next yep alright there you have it it's an excellent one we're going to leave it at that uh, great show you two good job some laughs we put Jess in the corner that was great <laughs> um, it was good because I'm, I'm sick of them not playing anyway we're not getting back into this <laughs> I'll talk, we'll talk to you we'll talk to you all next week don't forget this is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio see ya see ya